And so for somebody who um, is feeling that, I would say I have been there. I've been there most of my life, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, there's so much striving in it. Like, Lord, I, you know, I, um, I do these things or I pray these things and I want and I desire and I just don't, I don't feel content. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Today, we welcome back Carolyn Hart for her third of three podcasts, where she has been sharing wisdom that is so full of practical strategies that we can use every day to make our parenting easier. So today, she will be talking about contentment and what we can do when we're feeling trapped. She includes practical strategies which will help each of us when we're feeling those feelings. So let's go in and listen to that now. You talked a little bit about feeling freedom. Um, You kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but there are parents, I know there are, again, I've talked to many out there who feel trapped. They feel like this is not what I expected. You know, I thought kids would be fun, but it's not fun. It's overwhelming. I feel trapped. Do you have any thoughts for parents that might be feeling that? I know, first of all, I want to come alongside you parents that are feeling that and say, um, I understand, because we all feel a little bit of that. And I totally understand. And my heart absolutely goes out to parents who are feeling that way. So, So I guess I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about how a parent that is struggling with feeling trapped you know, without making them feel guilty or without making them, you know, feel like I can't do this. Do you have any thoughts about what might help that parent that's feeling that way? Uh, Yeah, that is, that is hard. We all feel that way, all of us. And to be honest, even in my oldest is seven and my youngest is three. And um, even with, you know, having slightly older children and older child, I still feel like I can't even make it to the grocery store. Um, because my husband works a lot, I Mm -hmm. love taking my kids on errands, but we have a busy schedule and sometimes I just can't go get groceries and that's, that doesn't make me feel free. (laughs) Um, And so it's silly things like that, that, yeah, Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel trapped in the home, even though I have, you know, we can choose our schedule. Um, I think, and I know you're going to have, I'm sure working parents on this podcast as well, because I think they would mm-hmm. do a beautiful job in speaking into that. I, I can't, I cannot imagine how, what it's like to be a working parent as well mm-hmm. as taking care of kids because um, there's so much time given to your job. Right. I think what you do. Um, but I will say, so my friends and I joke about this. We, I always say uh, we raise the children that we want to hang out with later. Right. So we Mm -hmm. all raise our children differently and in beautiful ways. I respect so much the ways my, my friends raise their children, even though I do it a little differently. Um, But I see that in the differences, they're raising their children in the way that they want to hang out with their kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I do that the same. And I think it's kind of interesting and fascinating to see 
because I think there's a lot of freedoms in that, that the Lord's given us. He has given us freedom. He entrusts us with these children and, um, and we have a little bit of flexibility in the way we raise them. So David and I, like I said, we're very adventurous, um, and outdoorsy people. And from a really young age, we did hiking and we did all sorts of things, um, that got the kids outside to love nature. And I've recognized in myself, if I'm feeling frustrated, I need to get outside and go on a hike or go on a walk and do something. And I realized the kids have now learned if they're feeling frustrated, I see them making the choice. They go outside and they get some vitamin D. Um, nobody's, have you noticed nobody's really very unhappy when they're outside <laughs> doing something unless creative. they're fighting over a toy. <laughs> yeah. So when we go on hikes, the kids don't usually, they're just off picking flowers and looking at ladybugs and running yeah. up the hills and looking around. And, um, and it's just incredible what the outdoors can do. So um, we can teach the kids to love the outdoors with us. So mm-hmm. we get to do the things that we love to do with our kids. I am not going, there's certain things that I'm not going to give up. Um, and that sounds selfish, but like I can bring my kids to be little tiny lovers of the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a dancer. I love dance. I love ballet. Mm-hmm. And um, I was ready and willing to encourage whatever things that my kids love. And a lot of them love things that I don't even understand, like chess and baseball. Um <laughs> Jordan loves dance and I'm so grateful. And that's something that we get to share. And there's a lot of freedoms in that. I do a lot of worship dancing and I, it's one way that I love to like express my worship and I don't hide that from my kids. I let them see that. And now I've seen Jordan do worship dance and she's, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to see her. Um, She asks for certain worship songs and she just does this beautiful dancing and that's something that we're going to share. I feel like that's a freedom that I get to like enjoy with my daughter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think a lot of it is the way we choose our time. I am a, I'm not a homebody. I like to be active. And so we stay active. We get out of the house and we're really social and we have, um, we, I take very seriously relationships and I want to teach mm-hmm. my kids to do the same thing. So when we're around people, we talk about serving them. We say, you know, you might want to be home right now, or you might want to do something else, but right now we're serving people. We're loving them. And you mm-hmm. can teach kids how to be little servants. If you volunteer at the church, ask your kids if they would love to help, you know, um, those are just little things that I feel like I love. I love taking my kids along to do the things that I love. to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Oh, that's such, that's such good advice. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully that might help somebody out there struggling even just one little thought of getting out for a walk or something could could make a difference in somebody's life. And I will say though, when you have, if you have young children, like infant to about age three, I would say napping stages. It is, I think the hardest time in parenting. Now, some people love holding babies and infants. Um, I loved my children. I don't love the infant stage. It wasn't my favorite time. Um, I prayed a lot during that time. Lord, help me just not miss this time. I know it's a sweet time, um, but I'm looking to the next. And that was so hard to be home, um, mm-hmm. to be feeling stuck at home. Um, 
that can be a sweet time. And I know it sounds cliche. It does get better and it does get easier. So trust the Lord in that always, but he did give you these young children and there's a lot of wonderful things that you can do with young children as well. But it is, I will just say, it's just a hard time. I just don't really know what else to say about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All that. That's great. So close to freedom is contentment. I think they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. And uh, you have already talked a little bit about contentment and gratitude and all. Um, What would you say to maybe the person who isn't feeling it right now? Contentment is a tricky thing. I, I am not naturally a content person. I am a type A um, task oriented. I don't know if any of you feel that way. Um, I like to check things off a list. And so I had this idea going back to my dreams before kids, I thought we'd travel a bunch and we'd go places and have adventures. And then we would travel and go places and I would get there and think, well, that wasn't very satisfying. I, now we need to go somewhere else. You know, maybe it Mm. wasn't the place that would make me content or happy or satisfied. And, um, and I think that when we desire contentment, it's so good to want contentment, right? We want to, we, we know that the Lord has us here for a reason right now. He doesn't have us here tomorrow or yesterday for a reason. Um, but I would say for me in my life, the way the Lord has brought me to a place of contentment is instead of striving for contentment, I can't accomplish that on my own. That has to be from the Lord. He the Holy spirit works in us. And so I think that when my goal was contentment, I never achieved it. When my goal is Jesus, um, that's when I found true contentment. And so for somebody who, um, is feeling that I would say I have been there. I've been there most of my life actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, there's so much striving in it. Like, Lord, I, you know, I, um, I do these things or I pray these things and I want and I desire and I just don't, I don't feel content. And I think um, if it's, if it's even possible to do take contentment out of your mind, just don't want it, you know, just take it out. That's not the goal anymore. And just seek the Lord, just be in the word, memorize scripture. Um, I know that sounds kind of cliche and silly, but that's something I've been practicing more. Memorizing scripture is so important and the Lord reveals himself in scripture. And so I think that when the goal is Jesus, um, that's when contentment follows. So that's been my experience. I love it, Carolyn. You, you have so much wisdom. I appreciate so much your honesty with us in this chat that we've been having. What are your feelings about just honesty in general within the family, with God, with your kids? Some parents might say they don't ever want their kids to know they've made a mistake. Uh, because it'll take away their authority. What are your feelings about those sorts of things? Just honesty in general, and then maybe in specific. That is hard. Um, I like to be authority in my it's home. It's very hard. And uh, it's so hard to show our weaknesses. We mm-hmm. think, you know, it's easy, but it's not to practice it. Um, my dad was a really good example of that in our home. He was always, I would say, always the first to apologize. Mm-hmm. And it really helped me see he didn't need to apologize. It's like he came up with something to apologize for, <laughs> you know, just it w- so it would break down the wall so we could actually talk um, if he and I were arguing. And so ultimately, if we, if our goal 
in parenting is for our children to know Jesus. They have to see our need for Jesus. They have to. And they, in order to do that, they have to see our sin and they see our sin. They know we're sinners, (laughs) but they have to understand and see that we need Jesus. So Mm-hmm. It is so important to audibly say things to our kids like, well, like I said before, I'm feeling frustrated. I need some worship music. I need to refocus on the Lord and remember what he's done for me on the cross and that all this stuff just needs to trickle away. So sometimes I'll say, all right, kids, mommy's turning on some worship, you know, Jesus music. Cause I need a lot of Jesus right now. And so that I don't explode on them or get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, Asking forgiveness from our children is so hard. It's so hard to do. It is. Humbling yourself below your children and saying, will you forgive me? What if they don't? (laughs) I will tell you, your children will always forgive you. Um, I have yet to have my children not forgive me and they have to forgive me a lot. So yeah, it's so important because I don't think that they'll see their need for Jesus, that they have to humble themselves under the Lord's authority and say, I need you. And if we can't show them that, then it's going to be harder for them to see and practice that. So, um, yeah, there's, there's lots of, um, beautiful ways we can be honest. The Lord sees everything, but it's so important to remember that he's not afraid of wrestling. It's okay to ask God a hard question. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to say, I'm, I don't know about this. You said this in your word and I'm not seeing it in my life. What's what's up with that, God? It's okay mm-hmm. to say that. He's not afraid of our questions because when we say that, I think he goes, All right, I'll show you. Let me show you. Um, and I even, you know, the Lord is so good, Lori. I have been noticing in my life lately, in relationships, in friendships, um, in girl friendships, you know, girl friendships can get real difficult. And sure, I sure speaking to moms, it's it's so important that we have a support group and people that we can talk to. Um, and sometimes parenting can be very lonely. And so looking for deep rooted relationships with other moms is so important. It is one of the hardest things to find. I think it really is. One thing that I'm learning in my relationships and friendships is to be the first one to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. it breaks down walls. I think we women go around and make a lot of assumptions with each other and we assume the other one has it all together and, oh, her house is cleaner than mine and her kids behave better than mine. And her kids don't, you know, they take more baths than mine do. I don't know, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, pick, pick your thing, but I do it to other moms. I assume that they have it all together. And when I really ask them and get to know them, they don't have it all together. They're just struggling like me. But if we put up these facades, like we have, if, if we're, if, if we act like we have it all together, like put on our church face, like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, I just, oh, my kids are fine and they're good. Um, and if we're not vulnerable with each other, we're really attracting people to us to look at us and say, look at what I've done. But if we want to show Jesus and Christ in our lives, we have to be vulnerable because it shows our need for him. So I am been, I'm learning in my life and in my friendships to be the first to be vulnerable, to be the first to say ugly things and say, gosh, you guys, I, you know, screamed at my kids last night because they wouldn't A, B, and C. And it was really ugly and I'm feeling really terrible about it. And I need to tell somebody. Um, and most of the time when I say something like that to my friends, they'll go, oh, 
girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and it just breaks down those walls in our, in our friendships and relationships too. So honesty is so very important for real, mm-hmm. real closeness. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so good. Okay, Carolyn, you have given so much wisdom and I am grateful and I know the listeners are grateful. I'm just wondering if there are some strategies that could help parents get to some of these places if they're not feeling it now. You did mention some about um, gratitude and all. Could you comment a little bit about, about possible ways to come to this point in somebody's heart and life if they're not feeling it now? Yeah, um, I am not a, a uh, naturally a naturally grateful person. I will say um, it's actually something I've really struggled with in my life. I'm very complainy, and I um, can lean more on the side of judgment. And so, I will say it takes a long time. Um, I think if you're if well, so my goal was the Lord, and I always knew I wanted to honor the Lord with my life. I just didn't know how to get there. And, um, I, I believe wholeheartedly if your, if your goal is to honor the Lord, he will honor that and grant you these things, but they have to come from him. And so be patient, let the Lord chisel those things away at your heart. Cause he did for me. And I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful. <laughs> That's so funny. I have to say this, a uh, shout out to my grandmother who is now in heaven. She is such an example to me. She's my mom's mom. Um, we call her Gigi. Jane Bacon. And she was, she would always say, you, you'd ask her, how are you? How are you grandma? And she says, well, I'm grateful. And I never understood that as a young person. Um, and now I finally do. She was choosing to be grateful. She wasn't always grateful because sometimes it wouldn't sound like she was grateful. Um, she said, well, I'm grateful, you know, but she was making the choice to be grateful because she knew the Lord was good. And even though circumstances were not good, she knew the Lord was always good. And uh, she was a beautiful example of gratitude in my life. And so now we've kind of taken on, oh, I'm grateful, you know, (laughs) little Gigi. So I would say something that's really helped me in my life. I know the Lord calls us to serve people and that's so important, but he's all, he also tells us in his word that we should be careful of the people we spend time with and hang around with. And so I've noticed that in my life, if I am spending a lot of time with people who are complaining or um, especially complain about their children it fills my head and it fills my heart. And then I can come home and in turn do the same to my children and start to see them differently. And so it's really important that I surround. I notice for me, I need this. I'm not a very strong person. I can't separate um, this very well. And so I need to surround myself with people who see their children as gifts and who will speak truth into my life and who look around and see the Lord instead of just see their circumstances. And so I think a lot of that is mentoring. I don't have an official mentor, but I do try to spend time with women in my life who are beyond me and have more wisdom and have learned so much. And uh, they speak into my life more than you know. So yes, peers are important, but um, spend time with women who have been through it. They have learned so much and we can learn so much from them. Mm. But yeah, I think it's really important. I'll just say to just be careful with who you spend time with. If you hear even your friends, your closest friends, love them, serve them. Um, but maybe try to limit some of the time that you spend with people who are seeing their children in, you know, just as a burden and not a blessing. And it, like I said before, we need to trust the Lord that children are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Carolyn, this has been absolutely, absolutely fabulous. And I think that's a good place to end. Trust the Lord that children are a blessing. That w- that's just a very, very good conclusion sentence. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? It's been a joy, Lori. I'm so grateful you're doing this. And um, I just want to say thanks for including me in this beautiful project. And uh, I can't wait to hear the other podcasts that you're doing. I think it's Mm going to be encouraging to me as well as a mom. So thank you. Oh, well, you're so welcome. All right, Carolyn. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lori. You too. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. So how about that for a large dose of inspiration and so many new ways to look at parenting? This concludes our series with Carolyn Hart. If you haven't heard both of the other two podcasts in the series, I encourage you to go back and listen. I'm thankful that you have joined us, and I look forward to a time that many of us can get together and chat about what we're learning on Zoom. If that interests you, let me know by emailing me at lori at kidsstrengthforlife.com. I'm going to leave that address in the show notes for you. So be sure to listen next week and every week. Subscribe so you won't miss a podcast. May God bless your week and remember to rest in the Lord this week. Mm -hmm.